So I say, I'm Sam, and I am your cousin, and we are doing this podcast called Living With Intentions. And so that's what we're doing right now. What does that mean? This is Living With Intentions, a podcast where two goofballs are just trying to simplify our life experiences on a one to 10 scale. Always shooting for a 10, but realistically knowing when to call it fours. Boom. Amy, what's your number? Good question, Sam. Um, I think I'm at a solid 8.5. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm at an 8.5. I think that's only because I had uh, to work today and it's been busy. In general, I'm pretty fucking good right now because this last weekend we took off and we went to McCall and spent the weekend with two of my besties from high school. And I got to meet both of their lovely partners and got to go skiing on a new ski hill. And it was really hard on the first day because it was basically an inch of snow on top of ice. And um, it was a lot of learning for me, but it was awesome. And mad props to myself on Saturday night, there were like, we, um, there were a few extra people who'd come over. And so there was like a group of nine of us and everyone was having cocktails. And I looked over and there were like, Cause they were making like fancy cocktails. Right. So there's like all these bottles of liqueur and liquor and all this, this, this stuff out. And I was fine. Like yeah. I have finally just gotten to that point where it's like, I don't care how people are drinking around me anymore because I'm just fine without it. That's awesome. I, I don't feel like I'm missing out. Um, I had my beers. It was great. So, uh, I'm pretty good. And I have like my final countdown for school is officially started. I'm like in the single digits for weeks, y'all. <laughs> I was like thinking days. I was like, dang, what? No, but uh, I have um, fewer than nine weeks left. On Monday, it will be eight weeks. Yay. That's kind of yeah. The class I'm in right now is brutal. It's about health finance. And I, it's like all the words are going in one ear and out the other. Like I'm so checked out now. It's my last class. Oh, and it's like, and it's like trying to throw dry spaghetti at a wall. It's not sticking at all. You know, you don't have any neuroplasticity left for that. No, because I'm expelling it or expending it on everything else, you know, like building a business or two and working on a podcast with you and being creative. And I've got better shit to do with my time. Um, Sam, <laughs> what is your number? Um, you know, I'm probably at an eight to five, like mentally physically i'm a little like lower i'm tired uh this mm-hmm. week it's been a lot with work like actively not um anything bad or anything just 
being a lot more physical than uh, I have because winter is slow, but it's good. Um, I'm definitely like remembering how important it is to like stretch and uh, proper lifting because you can really just, you know, we're getting old. So like, you can't just whip things around anymore. Um, Yes, you can. I believe in you. Well, no, I'm just saying like improperly, you know, you can't just like, Oh yeah. You need proper lifting technique. No, (laughs) (laughs) I was, I lifted, um, a plate that was um, three eighths of an inch of just metal. And I would like really impressed myself. Um, I could have asked for help. I should have asked for help. I chose not to. So I'm just saying that. And when I got it set where it was supposed to be, I like did this like, like noise. And I was just like, Oh, this is what like people feel like when they're like, I don't know, doing the squats, like the (laughs) (laughs) yelling in the gym at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know why someone would choose to lift that just for fun. Um, I did it like for a purpose. So it was empowering, but this week, overall has been really good um nothing out of the norm I haven't got to like explore in the woods in a while and I think I'm feeling it a little bit like I'm getting the itch to stir crazy yeah like get out of the noise and um my mom's coming this weekend so I think that yeah. I'm going to try and maybe even take her out there and to show her, you know, back roads. But uh, I just know that I'm missing the trees. That's fair. Even though I live in a city full of them everywhere. But. It's not the same when you're also surrounded by emissions. Mm. Yeah. When you're out in the fresh air and you're in nature when you're one with the trees <laughs> it's very different it is very different yes um there's darkness out there not so much light pollution no people i love i actually love the dark out there um i'm not afraid of it like i used to be which speaking of this week's episode is based on fear um amy what research did you find or like what information did you find on fear well i did quite a bit of research um some information i got from university of minnesota some of it was from very well mind some of it was from the paul ekman group just throwing that out there um so what is fear it is natural powerful and primitive human emotion. It's one of seven universal emotions um, and experienced by everyone in the world. So we have something in common with everyone. We're all afraid of shit. Um, It's got a purpose. It alerts us to the presence of danger or the threat of harm, whether that danger is physical, emotional, or psychological. And it can be a symptom of some mental health conditions, including panic disorder, social anxiety disorder, phobias, and post-traumatic stress disorder. 
It's composed of two primary reactions um, and some type of perceived threat. Um, there's a biochemical reaction that, that, that takes place in your body. That's what happens when you go into fight or flight mode. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's a physical reaction that includes sweating and increased heart rate and high adrenaline levels makes you extremely alert. Like when you're in fight mode, your eyes literally like dilate and stuff. So you can see better. It's really interesting to learn more about. That could be a whole episode. So I'm going to stop there. Um, emotional response is the second part and it's fear is highly personalized. It can be positive or negative depending on the person. Some people are thrill seekers and like things like scary movies. I'm not a thrill seeker or a fear seeker. Um, involves the same chemical reactions in our brains as a positive emotion. Um, so that's why some people enjoy it. It can evoke the same kind of like chemical reaction. Um, yeah, other people avoid it. Symptoms of fear, both physical and emotional. Some common signs and symptoms include chest pain, chills, dry mouth, nausea, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, sweating, trembling, upset stomach. Psychological symptoms include being overwhelmed, upset, feeling out of control, or a sense of impending death. Yep. Um, causes of fear. Some of them are a result of experiences or trauma. So these are like learned fears. Some fears are innate and they aid in your survival. Um, like the fear of loss of control or having like the ability to just like jump out of the way of a car. Um, you have those fears for a reason. Um, and they may occur because they cause physical um, symptoms. Uh, so like being afraid of heights that can make you feel dizzy and sick to your stomach or whatever. So like that can cause a person to develop, you know, fears of stuff. Common uh, fear triggers include darkness or loss of visibility or surroundings. Certain specific objects or situations, spiders, snakes, heights, flight, future events, social interaction or rejection, imagined events, real environmental dangers, the unknown. Um, <clears throat> others that can be learned, like I said, that are connected to associations or um, traumatic experiences. Diagnosing fear, that's for a doctor if it's recurring, persistent or excessive. Um, and there are like specific treatments or kind of like exposure therapy based um, that people can go through, also led by a professional. Any sort of confrontational approaches where you're like, I'm gonna face my fear and it's like a diagnosed serious thing, you need to do that with a professional. Just throwing that out there. Exposure therapy is something that works. Get help for that. So, Sam, with that being said, um, question number one. <laughs> Do you have guiding fears you've carried with you since childhood that shape how you make decisions and navigate your daily life? So <clears throat> I would have to say that um, the root I would, as a child, I was really shy. And I have, as an adult now, view that as a fear-based um, trait uh and like have looked into it 
down further and realize that I have social anxiety, which is all from the fact that I get overstimulated with high energy environments. And so that's where my fear based reactions come from, like being shy or like um, having to analyze a situation or room before going into it uh, because fear is the one thing that is stopping me from being in those moments in present because I'm just overstimulated at times if my environment isn't correct. Hmm. What about you? How do you, what is, I have, listen, (laughs) I have been a person who has been very heavily guided by fear for as long as I can remember being alive. Um, wasn't diagnosed with anxiety until I was almost 30, but turns out there is, um, a word for feeling so afraid of life that you have a sick stomach all the time. It's anxiety. So I have a few guiding fears. Um, and some of them have stuck with me. Um, darkness and being unable to see makes me freak out. I have very poor vision. And when I lose my glasses, I lost my glasses in the bathroom the other day and almost had a straight up panic attack because I put them in the closet. Why would I do that? So I had to ask Cooper to help me find my glasses. And it, or like one time I woke up and there was a sheet, like a thread that got stuck on my nose ring and there was a sheet over my face and I couldn't see. Ooh, panic, panic, panic. I get like really claustrophobic when I can't see. Um, I have like a pretty intense fear of failure, rejection, disappointing others. Um, And it's something I'm trying to slowly work through as an adult because when you have all of those fears guiding yourself or your actions, you're not living your life for yourself. You're living your life for other people. Um, and I don't want to be doing that. Um, and I've always been really afraid of looking stupid in front of people. And it has, uh, it makes the learning process for things that like, uh, physical sports or billiards, things like that. I'm just like afraid of making an ass of myself in front of people. And so I just don't do stuff instead. So um, I have a few, Sam. (laughs) Might be afeard of a few things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It's my turn. Uh, It is. have, Have you ever had an experience where a fear was holding you back from achieving a 10 uh i should say uh yeah like uh, basically my whole life like i said (laughs) um but i did think of um i did think of a couple of specific examples that i can think of that have stuck out in my life um one time when i was a child i was traveling and I had the opportunity to go snorkeling and I was somewhere tropical and I was all geared up and we stepped in the water and I am terrified of the ocean because why wouldn't I be? I'm afraid of every fucking other thing. And I looked down and there's this little tiny fish that looks like a shark to five-year-old Amy. 
and I straight up noped the fuck out so hard. And my grandpa had to wait on the beach with me because I was too afraid to go. And I mean, when I went snorkeling, when I was 27, after I graduated, it's like one of my, my parents took me on a trip. I had to hold my mom's hand in the ocean while I was snorkeling. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's a lot. So, or like social anxiety, like my fear of that, like kept me from a lot, like um, student leadership. I was always so envious and so like in awe by your like being brave enough to be in student leadership and like run for roles and and give speeches in front of people because public speaking is something that I am like just now learning how to like not almost have a heart attack during. Um, thank you, graduate school. <laughs> and extreme sports. If I'm like feeling unsteady and unsure of myself, mm, nope. I get very scared. I get very stiff. The like opposite thing that you should do when you're trying to control your body in an extreme sport. How about you? Um, you know, there has been a lot of experiences. Um, and I think that like the one that I can remember that like, to me, it was holding me back from a 10 and it is not anything serious. Um, I went camping by myself with Emery a couple years ago on the Deschutes River. And um, it is more of a dry climate area. And it's kind of like the same surroundings like we grew up in in Idaho where <laughs> there is fucking snakes everywhere <laughs> and so we went camping and I didn't even think about this because <laughs> I don't see big snakes over here and the green ones that slither whatever see those little ones garden little snakes. garter snakes but I was packing up to leave and on the way in I had saw this shipping container that had been abandoned and I am very attracted to abandoned buildings and structures and like to go in them when they are not marked no trespassing you know um so we me and Emery drove down there and I got out and let her out and she's running around and I luckily had my muck boots on which don't ask why I was wearing muck boots in the summer on a hot day I just had them and maybe they saved me I don't know um I went and walked in the doorway and I heard a rattle and I looked down and my foot was right next to a rattlesnake that was just sitting in the doorway and I made a lot of crazy sounds. Apparently, I don't scream <laughs> like a little girl when those things happen. I just make weird sounds. <laughs> galloped away, got into the car, and had to just chase my dog around for a while because there was no way I was getting out to get her into the car. So <laughs> I fucking remember when this happened. Yeah. <laughs> because you took a video. Yep. And you sent it to me. Yeah. And I was, I could, 
I could laugh because I wasn't there and I wasn't in your position. Well, at you know, after I was like in the car safe, it's all shits and giggles. But like until you get to safety, it was like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm by myself. Fear like, does crazy shit. Yeah, it's um, in my mind, fear is the quickest way to intrusive thoughts and it floods the mental you know state very rapidly when you're in those moments of fear so yeah is there i'm just i'm gonna do this is there a fear that you would never want to face um i just skipped you for yeah i don't care um yeah i have two drowning or burning to death how about you yeah those are intense fears i um i was just gonna say i never wanted uh <laughs> <fear of> snakes so <laughs> like, that's I think... just what i'm okay with like i know that i'm scared i'm okay with that <laughs> like i don't want <laughs> friends with it i respect it i don't want to hurt it but just don't want to touch it see it <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i take fear fear pretty seriously um and like i said i'm i'm like irrationally afraid of too many things so um do your fears tend to be more psychological emotional or physical in nature mm -hmm. so i think it all is based on scenario mm -hmm. like if I'm unprepared and something happens that is a deep-rooted fear, then it's gonna have physical signs. I will start with the physical. Um, I think psychological is always something that like is battled daily because you have to like face your fears daily of, you know, everything, everything could be fear-based like a fear-based thought on what you do. And so, um, at least in my opinion, um, what was the last one? Emotional, oh. Psychological, emotional, or physical? Yeah, I don't know about the emotional one. I don't know how to answer that. Emotional fears would be like fear of commitment. Oh, I, people would say that i had fear of commitment no i just have add and so like when i commit to things i might like not feel it in that moment you know like anyway sorry that was totally off topic but no it's common for people to have add that have add to like uh have interests that they're like super into for a minute and then they like move on to the next thing well yeah but i've noticed like instead of just not committing to things anymore because i don't want to disappoint people because i just might not feel it you know yeah um what about i think i think almost all of mine are psychological like fear of the dark that's psychological i'm afraid of the dark man but like i have a lot of fears of hypothetical situations conversations confrontations um 
like I'll think about like what if I did something and I'll have this like fear reaction of like oh my god but like what if <sighs> um but so I don't know I have a lot of psychological based fears but I am learning that I have a lot of fears that are physical in nature the more that I ski because I'm afraid of going fast without an automobile around me with one around without one around me okay so like when I'm zooming down the hill there's if I fall it's gonna hurt yeah because I'm getting to the point that I'm going fast enough that it'll hurt but um I'm getting very good at recovering in the moment. I was going down a hill this weekend. My tips crossed and I was downhill. I recovered. I don't know how. Anyway, I digress. <sighs> um, next question. It's you. Has anyone else's fear affected you getting a 10? You know, I can't honestly think of a single example mostly I grew up around a lot of rule breakers and rebels and daredevils. And I was the one who was anxious and scared about everything. So I'm the one who has ruined a lot of other people's tens. Uh, one time we were skiing and I, uh, used to get really pissed off when I was afraid and not doing well. And I got very upset because I fell (laughs) and my response was so bad that someone asked Cooper if he was okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm working on being a better human, Sam. I'm a lot more fun to ski with these days. Well, how about you? Blast. Um, yeah, somebody else, I would have to say that how it all comes down to me not knowing what my tens were. Um, and with being around people and being in relationships um you know whether they're just friend relationships or um you know romantic relationships i have always had a fear of hurting people's fucking feelings and i'm really good at hurting people's feelings apparently by telling my own truth and people call that being blunt um and so when you have to like tone it back when you just call out your shit how you see it you live more in a fear-based lifestyle um because you're scared of disrupting other people's flows their tens um and you don't want to hurt their feelings by expressing you know what could have been moments that you could have had a 10, but you, it, fear held me back. So um, that's, I don't have that anymore. I don't have any examples of that anymore because I don't, you know, allow that to happen. Um, but yeah, it, it happened a lot. I don't think I ever, ever got to live in pure 10 bliss for, you know, blip blip tens I would have to say little small flickers of tens but there was a long time where it was a five and below 
Yeah, it happens. I'm glad life has changed for you, though. Uh, I changed life. I was going to say you've worked <laughs> you've worked really fucking hard for it, but I'm glad your life is different these days. I like seeing you happy. It's a good look for you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, Sam, uh, how do you react or respond to fear, generally speaking? Uh, nervous giggles. <laughs> Yeah, it took me a bit to figure out that's what that was. Um, but if I am truly like anxious or kind of scared of something and how I did figure it out is because I do like climbing things. I like heights, but when I went, no, I don't like heights. When I went zip lining, that's when I realized that I had a slight fear of heights and I giggled the whole way down and people thought I was having fun, but I was just scared. <laughs> So. Was this in Vegas? No, this was uh, at a zipline park in Stevenson. Mm. But, hmm. um, yeah, sorry. What okay. about you, Amy? Um, so I am a work in progress. I tend to get really, really frustrated um, and upset. So I will cry sometimes and I get short or curt or very just, I just kind of shut down when I'm afraid and when my fear, especially like when, when, when I'm, when my fear interferes <laughs> with um, my skiing, that's when I really have seen it like over the years, that's when I've seen it, um, kind of bear its face the worst, um, because I am afraid of speed. And I, I think part of that's from my really bad, uh, banana seat bike accident when I was a kid, it's <laughs> going pretty fast. <laughs> and then I stopped with my chin. So, um, ouch, but <sighs> I also used to be a really heavy drinker and I didn't realize until I quit drinking how much I had anxiety really badly. Like I already had anxiety, but I also had anxiety and that really fucking interfered with my ability to learn how to ski, like, and to, um, relax enough to be able to ski. And so I, I ended up being really explosive and like angry because like, I couldn't figure it out. And I just kind of, I don't know. I just, I just have meltdowns sometimes. Um, I think we all do. So. Yeah. I, I walked down a ski hill this season. Um, I mentioned it on a podcast. I think the first episode, maybe when I, I got scared, it was like a really icy hill and I didn't feel like I had any control and I took my skis off and I walked down the hillside. But yeah, I, 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 I get upset and I, um, I, I act out when I'm afraid, um, or I have all of those symptoms that I, I like read out about, you know, the shortness of breath and the racing fucking heart and the, the chills and the, I have a full body reaction to fear. 
uh, not like fear of disappointing people, but like um, a confrontational conversation or interaction. Yeah. I have a physical response to it and generally an emotional response to it as well. So um, good times. Um, do you have an example of a time recently when you were afraid and unable to overcome it? Um, oh, that was, and I think I just, uh, I would have to say, you know, like the snake one that was like, I guess, I was, <laughs> like, um, just because, uh, I don't like, I know that the biggest fear, I just want to say that I have had I can't remember the fears that I didn't overcome because there's a lot fewer ones nowadays in my life compared to the ones that like I have overcame and the biggest ones that were ruling my life was like I was just so scared of quitting drinking because mm. I thought I was just gonna lose something but I didn't same and um you know getting out of a a corporate job that had like security and um a lot of time invested I had a lot of time invested into it and leaving that was scary but also like facing that fear of just like that wasn't for me anymore and you know just letting it go letting like basically just letting the fear go of not of the unknown because I think that a lot of times I used to fear change and now I just know that it's something that I seek because I don't like stagnant shit you know so what about you have you had do you have an example of one um my best example is the one where I walked down um, my ski hill <laughs> recently. That's like my best example of rage quitting. But I do just have to say, you know, kind of to add on to what you were saying, it's like, I don't remember a lot of the fears I used to have because I've overcome a lot of them. And when I think back, I, I mean, I used to be so afraid of everything and I was actually, I was talking to, to Rain about this today about, you know, like when I met Liz, when I was 22, she just like had the patience and helped me, um, like face so many of my fears. Yeah. And I just like, I had a really good support system. And so a lot of the irrational fears that I used to have are not even something that is on my radar anymore. You know, it's like, once you face those fears, like skiing is something that like every day I go to that ski hill, I know I'm facing fears that day. I'm signing up for it. I'm gonna be afraid. It's gonna happen every freaking time. But I'm getting a little bit better at it every time. Yeah. And a little bit better at like 
just taking the plunge and and putting my skis pointing downward so that I can get a little speed. It's very scary to just drop off the edge and start on a run. I'm just, I've, it's taken me a long time, but I'm getting there. It's just, it takes time. I mean, like I've, I've been afraid of a lot of things. Um, and I still did them and I'm still standing here today. Um, and live a fear-based life. You know, I think on one hand, I think fear um, guides me in a lot of ways, um, but I don't let it stop me. That's, that's good. You know, like I, I still do the things even when I'm afraid. I yeah. might not be pleasant and, and like I'm really fortunate to have a Cooper who's like <laughs> so patient um, with my tantrums that are, you know, fewer and far between now, but you know, there was, was touch and go there for a while. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I'm afraid of a lot, but I still do the damn thing. So I don't feel like fear runs my life anymore, but it did for many years. How about you? Yeah, I feel the same. I don't think that I um, will ever have a narrative for a fear-based life. I know that some fear is good and it's healthy because it keeps you on your toes and it challenges you to do new things, Um, Mm -hmm. but it will never be something, a narrative in my head that will stop me from doing the things that I actually want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like if I, you know, truly wanted to face the fear with the snake, I would, but I don't. <laughs> I you know, don't. you know what? I don't like snakes, and I do not care. Yeah, I don't. I do not care to face certain fears. No, I'm no. not going to swim with a shark. Okay, don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that off my bucket list right now. You know, I'm not going to dance with any grizzly bears. I would like to observe them though. I would love to hug a bear. Like oh, bears will just forever make me think of Elizabeth forever and ever. Her love for bears was very big. They're, they're pretty freaking cute, man. And you can feed them in some places. Some places. Some people. And they, they purr when they're babies. Oh my God. Stop. No, seriously. That's what Elizabeth said. She got to feed a bear and it was purring while it was taking the milk. Where? Like, it's not quite purring. Um, I think it's down by Big Sky, Montana. Wow. I need to look that up. Do you get yeah. a t- I don't think you I don't think you get to hold it. Okay. But I think you get to hold the bottle while it feeds or something like that. I'm not sure, but we need to go to Big Sky because whitewater rafting. Yeah. Down. Uh, yeah. And also we need to go whitewater raft on the salmon river out of Riggins, Idaho. Yes. That's also the bomb. Um, Sam, I also did a little bit of research on coping mechanisms for fear as a sort of wrap up to our question and answer session. All right. Um, so um, there are things that you can do. Um, to help overcome your fear. And one of them is like um, 
avoid avoiding your fears. If you can reasonably face your fear and live through it, do it. If it's something that's literally going to harm your life, I'm just going to say again, get professional help. We are not encouraging that kind of rash behavior. But if you can reasonably learn how to ski a little bit faster, you should do it. Just push yourself. Um, if you have a good support system, it's sort of everything. Surround yourself, if you can, with people who have patience, um, who understand that you're afraid of shit and that sometimes you just need some time to adjust. Um, have good people around you. Um, using stress management techniques like in the moment is really good deep breathing techniques real big fan of box breathing where it's like four in and then you hold it for four and then you breathe out for four and then you hold it for four and then you breathe in for four and and some people will just like draw like a box and it will remind them to control their breathing and that is a really good way when you're in the moment when you're panicking because oftentimes you're just not breathing guys <laughs> that's oftentimes what happens to me. Uh, I feel all crazy because I'm not taking in any oxygen. Um, so using different stress management techniques is great. Um, know yourself. This was a really good um, suggestion that I found was keeping a journal when it happens and what happens to you when it happens so that you can kind of have like a little pocketbook where it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in this situation. And last time this happened to me and these are things I can do that help. I never would have thought about that. It's also good um, for people uh, to just voice message themselves or send a text message because yeah. a lot of people just use their phones and- mm -hmm. The little notes, that little notes thing on your phone is everything. Yeah. I have a lot of rando shit on there, but. I have a lot of big E updates. <laughs> um, it's like moments of like where things click for me. And I'm like, I got to write that down. Like this makes sense now. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, and then like the other things that um, I keep seeing on all these pages are like general healthy habits drink enough water guys exercise take a walk in nature um getting some fresh air can help if you eat well and you don't um avoiding alcohol in general like i'm not trying to get on the bandwagon but alcohol like straight up if you don't know about anxiety look it up it is a thing um and if you're someone who is prone to anxiety, drinking is not helping with that um, in my experience and that of many other people. So, um, and then complementary therapies, sometimes it helps, you know, to combine some of this stuff like meditation and mindfulness and box breathing and exercising and keeping a journal. What? I don't know. I don't know how intentional you wanna be. Um, the other thing on the list was like faith and spirituality. Um, I'm not a particularly faith based person. Um, but I think that it's something that helps a lot of people, uh, spirituality. I, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at on that, that, that I'm, I don't know. Um, exploring, I'm exploring the woo woo. Nice. 
I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> You're thick in it. Huh? You're thick in it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, be accepted into the Galactic Federation. Um, <laughs> whatever happens, if they reach out, you know, I'm here. <clears throat> but the one thing that I did want to touch on um, with your techniques is that if you're living in an environment where it is fear-based that like you are surrounding yourself with people that invoke fear in you this is like this episode is kind of for those people that this is your sign that moving forward to get out of fear is you're going to have to put yourself in more fearful situations to, you know, further protect yourself. Um, because it is scary when you have to make changes, uh, if it's like your living environment or your family, um, or even work, you know, if you're have an overbearing boss that just like scares the shit out of you, like get a mm-hmm. different job. Like it doesn't need to be that way. And whoever told you that you had to work or live or settle or settle, you know, we're not living in the fucking fifties where men, and I'm not just talking two women, but I'm talking or four women. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm trying to convey that our grandparents, our grandma lived in a world where they were forced by fear into living in situations that was not comfortable for them. And we've made very like, we're blessed now by having the freedoms of those women for standing up, you know, and doing the movement, like facing their fears so that that is how we want it. And it's just change your environment. Like know that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to live in fear. Find a community. If you have a community and they suck, you can find a new one. Yeah. Be part of the tenors. Be part of the tenors. You can be part of our community. We'll be your friends. We'll encourage you. Hopefully. Um, out. Yeah. What, what's your number now? Oh my gosh. It's almost always going to end up being like right near a 10. I like, I think I'm a 10. My heart just feels full. I feel pretty nice right now. Do you have a flex for Friday? I do. Um, my flex for Friday is that I, number one, I'm doing, I'm doing a gun show again and I've got two flexes. The first one being last night, I finished up my e-gleed program and I um, am done with the student leadership program that I was a part of. And it was a really great experience. I'm happy I don't have to keep driving out to Cheney a couple times a week in the midst of all the other things I'm doing. Um, But it was an excellent experience. And it leads me to my other flex, which is at one of my um, 
workshops for the leadership program, SC says, who was the facilitator for our workshop and a really talented slam poet. And I was wearing our little sweatshirt the day of the show. And I was watching his performance. And I just like kept thinking about all the stuff we talked about in the workshop and thinking like, oh my God, this is just like, this is so much what we are talking about in our podcast. And um, so I waited behind and I asked him if he had ever been on a podcast or ever did guest spots and he was excited about it. And it surprised me. I did not anticipate him to be receptive. I was planning on a disappointment. And in fact, I need to email him back because he wants to know if we're going to email him a Zoom link and has committed to our proposed dates. He's going to be on this show, you guys, on April 3rd is when we're recording. So sometime in early April, you will get to meet him. And I think he's going to share some of his art. I'm very excited. Oh, that's so cool. Ah, I'm very excited. Um, but I'm proud of myself for like putting Doing myself it. out there. Yeah. yeah. Or like a brand new podcast. We've done like two episodes. <laughs> Would you like to be on my podcast? <laughs> hey, that's how people you do gotta, it. That's how you gotta, you gotta get yourself out there. So I'm doing it. Um, how about you, Sam? What's your number? I am, you know, not a 925. I did a solid one up, you know, um, feeling good uh I you worked very hard today and you had an 11 hour day yesterday so if you're in the nines at all I'm impressed my friend yeah uh I feel very moved by um this episode just kind of like taking a step to think about fear a little bit more um you know actually having to sit and think about you know what it is that has driven my life force you know is it negative or positive um but I only have one flex and actually I have two so I'm gonna pull out my guns too um I fucking fanned girled out so (laughs) I am on you know the woo train and I love it I think it's fun here and it is um the rabbit hole never ends but how I started the rabbit hole um is from listening to Jessa Reed and she's yeah. comedian and she um I started listening to her AOD podcast it's awakening and I just stumbled upon it last year sometime and I it was hilarious it didn't make sense none of it made sense and then I found soberish um which was her podcast you know kind of soberish I don't know um anyway she just released a first episode of season two of AOD the other day and I posted about it on our Instagram on living with living for the tens on Instagram and she reposted it and I fangirled out. It was a 10 that Jessa Reed uh, saw my, in, our Instagram. Uh, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I totally. We're, we're practically famous. Yep. Dude. 
how exciting i i was thinking about just like <laughs> her up i was like why not she's uh, in portland isn't she no i think she i don't think um, she, she resides but um that would be dope just a read if you ever want to be on this show hit us up um <laughs> yeah but yeah that gave me a really good 10 and then today <gasps> with ezra's truck being stolen um real downer uh portland is area like cars are just getting lifted all the time and i started an instagram account called is it stolen pdx and basically what it is is that you just take pictures of cars um that you see on the side of the road that you probably think is stolen and you send it to that instagram and we post it with the location so then if people that got their car stolen can be flipping through and be like oh that's my car oh straight up <laughs> that's my of, truck yeah it's on 33rd with you know all the no tires. windows and all the tires are slashed but all my know, cds are stolen <laughs> it's just like an easier way for people to help out in the community I love um it. with finding our cars like it sucks it was just you know less than three minutes the car was stolen and it sucks for people having to wait because right now the police can't do much you know there's a huge city but there's so many people driving that can see the vehicle yeah cooper said it's been over a year since any uh stolen car cases have been solved in spokane they're just not a priority right now so i'm so i can't imagine here i love it so if if people want to help out but um that's my flex yeah we'll make sure to put that um send me a message with that and i'll make sure to put it in the episode deets actually it's um is it at is it stolen pdx um it yeah so it's is it stolen pdx right on crouton crouton right on crouton um so speaking of instagram we are on instagram as uh living for the tens living l-i-v-i-n for the number the tens i'm gonna put this in the show dates if you would like to contact us, please do. We haven't gotten any contacts from our four listeners. Um, <laughs> we like messages and stuff. Mom, um, always going to give Mama B a shout out. <laughs> I love her messages. They're so sweet. She's just, yeah. gosh, she's just the best. Um, so if you would like to email us, we are at stories at livingwithintentions.com the 10 i-n-t oh nope nope gonna start that over it's in the notes right it's in the notes you guys Ugh, i don't need to do this every time yeah get to do this every time get it together <laughs> reminds me of night at the roxbury <laughs> they break the oh we broke the window again dad's gonna be pissed <laughs> oh man we were talking about 90s shows at work tonight and it just made me like slightly nostalgic for our childhood 
Oh my God, I forgot to mention the biggest tin I've had in a long time. Oh yeah, I think I know what this is. You guys, when I was in high school, I drove a 71 Super Beetle, name was Beulah. And the car has been parked and destroyed for a long time. And my brother fixed it up. Well, he didn't fix it up, but it's running. (laughs) He's got Beulah running and he's like working on it. I did not ask him to do it. He went and got it from Idaho. Also, like this many years later, he's like doing the damn thing. Like, and I get my little slug bug back, Sam, we can fly a kite out the window. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're never doing that again. Why? (laughs) Flying a kite out the window? As a safety professional. I cannot condone this behavior. In a parking lot, though? Anytime there's electrical wires anywhere near, which is anywhere in a metropolis. Just sounds like we gotta go. We just gotta go out in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a V-dub. <laughs> in a V-dub bug, we'll be going a whole 20 miles an hour. I'm just kidding. Um, But I'm very excited. Beulah was like my whole freaking heart. That car was half of my personality in high school. <laughs> I was, I wanted a slug bug my whole life. My parents surprised me with a slug bug. I slept in that fucking car before I could drive it. I got so excited that I would like have slumber parties in my driveway. It was raining several times. Those cars are not large. And I slept in it because I just couldn't believe it was mine. My parents just let me do what it, what I needed to, I guess. They let you live. <laughs> they, I was living my whole best life in that very dusty bw bug that smelled like fuel (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of brain cells in that (laughs) word that's a thing (laughs) word uh but uh i guess that's uh i think we should probably wrap it up we did the thing we did the thing i am very excited for our next episode we're going to do luck next oh, yeah. week because next week is St. Freaking Patty's Day. So why not? Exactly. Dig. Exactly. All right. Um, all right. Well, peace out. I love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Hey y'all, this is Amy and I wanted to take a quick minute to acknowledge that some of you might be living in more fearful situations than others and it might not be easy or feasible to just leave the circumstances you're living in. Um, In the show notes, I linked a webpage for the How Right Now campaign run by the CDC. It's a communications campaign that's designed to promote and strengthen emotional well-being and resiliency. There's a page specifically dedicated to fear, which I also linked in the show notes, and it has a ton of really great resources, including several hotlines and helplines for various groups of individuals, including those for individuals experiencing sexual assault or domestic violence. Um, Check it out if you think it might be a helpful resource for you, either by necessity or if you're looking to learn more about emotional well-being and resiliency. This was definitely not sponsored, but I think it's a pretty great resource and wanted to go ahead and share it. So thanks, guys.